Welcome everyone to the Maya High Champions League Weekly Podcast. I am your host, the Commission, and with me, as always, is the big guy, Big Nolski. How are you tonight? I'm good. It's uh, I know you guys have been dealing with wildfires too, but we uh, have been dealing with some of the worst air in the, sometimes the world as far as cities go. And it's supposed to rain tonight, but it was supposed to rain at this time last week too, so... Yeesh. I'm uh, good, but also ready to be able to breathe better. How are you? Uh, good. You know, all things considered, I can't complain. Um, everything's going well. I mean, minus the, uh, you know, our state's mildly on fire as well. We uh, got it a little bit under control, but since I'm allergic to everything that's burning, mm. just kind of puts it in an aerosol form, and then I inhale it. So a bit less comfortable over the last couple months than I normally are, am, are, is, you know, verbs. Yes. So, um, yeah, but I mean, honestly, can't complain. Life could, I be, wonder life could be way worse. If, because we've had this weird phenomena up here this past like week and a half or so, where it's been, sorry, about a week, it's been both smoky and foggy. So I wonder how that would help you out. Do you have smoke fog? So Apparently. It's like humid like, and dense smoke? It is, but it's cool. And I guess it's the fog is also carrying it out. To the ocean, where then it's being evaporated and sucked up into the uh, clouds, where it's going to be sent to everyone else. All right, twenty twenty, go home. <laughs> You're drunk. Like really? Like once the locusts come, I know we've we've hit our max here. I mean, hopefully so. Holy hell! All right. Well, I mean, good luck to you, Nolly. I hope that clears up. Good luck to everyone else. I hope that you know the rest of everything else clears up as well. But let's touch on a little fantasy football. I want to cover the uh, core things here. Number one, most valuable team is uh, the HR Buffaloes. We'll get into their score. She absolutely dominated. Boom. I'm sorry to say, Noel, you. Uh, she won 150, which in this new scoring system is impressive. Um, and so congratulations to you, Vanessa. Most valuable player is Devontae Adams of the Legend of Lincoln. He put up 41 points in this new system. And by the way... Yes, Courtney just reminded me she's still lost, which that sucks. But 41 points in this new system is insane. It's insane. He put up ridiculous numbers. So week one, 156 yards, 14 receptions, two touchdowns on 17 targets. So he caught all but three of his targets. That's that's nuts. So congratulations to Courtney. You get a little money for Devontae Adams. And then Galloping Ganadoras wins most specialist teams, which since this is a newer award, let me refresh everyone's memory. This is for the highest scoring kicker and punter duo so that we're all incentivized not to just be like, why do I care about <laughs> the kicker and the punter? Well, guess what? You win money. That's why you care. Who doesn't like a couple greenbacks? So um, Galloping Ganadores was actually one of three teams that scored 15 points between their kicker and punter. However, I'm giving it to them because they scored the most points overall. So instead of splitting, I think it's a $5 reward uh, three ways. I'm just giving it to uh, Grant. So congratulations, Grant, on winning most specialist team. And then finally in news, we have the Aloha Go Doom Givers, or the Goom Divers, as I was about to say, out for week one. Now, let's take a timeout here. Tweet. Timeout. I'm on my one, two, three. Fourth drink of the night, people. Hooray! So if I, if I blow it, you know why. So, you know, Noel and I really don't script this shit anyway. So we uh, 
just kind of go for it. And uh, tonight, there's two things. Number one, you should know I'm already a little tips. And uh, number two, Noel and I are going with a brand new format for tonight. We're not going player by player. We're going by importance by importance type things. So we're going to be looking at the things that matter most. Like my dog scratching his back on the carpet. That's important to him. So, Noel, um, let's dive into the week one recap. Let's look at the games. Let's start with mine. Let's just rip off the band-aid. Let's get it over with. <laughs> you called it. You said, in a strange way, it was my week to win. <laughs> and you were 100% correct. I uh, And not only did I lose, I'm actually the last place in my division. And ESPN projects me to be the worst team in the Mile High Champions League this year. So there's that. So quickly, Noel, what do you think uh, what went wrong with my team and what do you think went well for Nick's team? Um, with your team, obviously, you know, when you see single digits from skill players, so Austin Hooper, who it was kind of like, what, what's going to happen with him on a new team in a kind of new system? So that kind of made sense, but really... Really where it went wrong was Austin Eckler. Nine points when he's supposed to have 15. In a game where I was expecting not a lot of scoring, but a lot of you know quick passes to, say, Austin Eckler. Uh, and then, two, Dalvin Cook did more than he was projected to get for you, but that's one of those players that you want to have much higher than projection. So 22 points is meh. He had a touchdown, and... He caught the ball for some yards. We didn't really have like that, you know, hundred yard game plus fifty receiving. So that's that's where I think things went really wrong for you. Um, and then what what went right for Space Force for Nick is really just a few players, DeAndre Hopkins, which uh, I, I think we're all gonna be scratching our heads about this all season. Why on earth did the Texans trade away Bill O'Brien? That is. DeAndre Hopkins for much less, if you think about it, than <laughs> what the Bills got for Stefan Diggs, who's not as good. Who knows? Yeah, and right now DeAndre Hopkins looks amazing with Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. I said this to my dad while like I texted him while watching the game, that his receivers, Deshaun Watson is, were not doing him any favors in that game. He was throwing some great passes, hitting receive like just insane throws to make and hitting receivers in the hands and they would drop it. Or they might have to move their hands, say, like, a foot, and they drop passes. It's like, this this isn't going to work. You had a receiver that could do all that stuff, and now he's gone. So that went right. Uh, Deshaun Watson, as I said, 20 points, good, but should have been better. So at least he didn't really shit the bed. Um, um, and then Mark Andrews, as a repeat from last year, really went well. And it, for the most part, it's just four players here. And Tyreek Hill even coming in below par was good. But, oh, I guess I should say this. Steelers defense, which I said, I believe on the podcast, was a great start because that New York Giants offense is bad. I didn't know they were that bad, though, where uh, <laughs> the Steelers limited Saquon Barkley to, I don't even know if it was above double digits in rushing. Like, at one point it was negative six, and this was in the second half. So, um, yeah, it really was just kind of a solid performance apart from Mark Ingram for Nick. And for you, Mike, it was not solid enough. And you just didn't have that one player that really jumped out above, well, 
Saints defense, but whatever. Um, really jumped out above projection, which, as we all know in our league, and probably every fantasy league, that's what takes you over the top is just mm-hmm. one or two performances that just are great one week or another. So uh, not a necessarily bad week for you, Mike. I'm pretty sure you probably hit around your projection. It's just Nick got got more out of his team or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, so let me just I – have, I have two comments here. Number one, Nick, congratulations. As competitive as I am, I try to uh, stay humble because, uh, you know what, he deserves it because it was a good – Good week for him. I forgot to thank our sponsors, and I apologize. <laughs> this week, we are sponsored by Krusty Burger, home of such delicious burgers as the Krusty Burger, Krusty Burger 2, the Double 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 Double, the Clogger, the Philly Fudge Sandwich, Bacon Balls, Chicken, Fish Sandwich, Krusty Partially Gelatinated <laughs> Non-Dairy Gum-Based Beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Gravy Scrapums, Super Choker Burritos with Macho Sauce, the Python Buster, the Hot Lettuce Injection, and Chicken Lungs, spicy or mild. So thank you to Krusty Burger for sponsoring this week's podcast, and let's move on to the next game, The Legend of Lincoln versus And Into the Flame. So let me just start off this game. I'm, I know Courtney frustrated because she lost by a point. Now, in the previous system, when it was you know a billion and one to one billion, a point meant uh, it, it was like, incredible to lose by one point now losing by one point still sucks but it's going to be much more common i think than we've had in previous seasons for example uh the spartans lost by one point this week gonorrhea beat them 121 to 120 so let's look at this game Noel. i want the same thing tell me what went right for ben and what went wrong for courtney so what went right for ben off the top obviously is cam newton who after we're all like, what the hell is he going to do? Like, myself included, he ran for a bunch of yards. He was rather pedestrian through the air, but, I mean, I saw a statistic that he ran for more yards in this game than Brady has in the past two seasons. So he, they just let him loose, and admittedly it's a porous Miami defense, but that went well. Um, again, Alvin Kamara did more than projection, but you kind of expect more. Um, and then from there, oddly enough, flex positions that they're supposed to do. I think what kind of put him over the top here, obviously with one point victory, his freaking kicker, Matt Prater, who is just has a booming leg so much so that Matt Patricia, the coach of the lions decided that even with being, he had the lead, but the bears were coming back. He would try a 55 yard field goal with Prater that doinked off the upright. Um, so that would have been more points for Ben, a 55-yard field goal. Um, but really, I mean, 12 points from your kicker, you're, you're doing something right. And then for Courtney, uh, what went really right, obviously Devontae Adams just had a, himself a hell of a day. Kelsey, same things. Von Diggs, I think that we, we all thought probably the projection was low, but maybe it was right. And then from there, a big old goose egg from the Vikings defense just because Aaron Rodgers and as a Packers fan I was surprised that this happened not because I didn't think Rodgers still has some left in the tank but the Vikings defense usually just gives him fits and that did not happen in this game uh and really what I was surprised at was Nick Chubb uh I mean Ben saw this on his team as well I thought that 
they would run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to get the passing game going, which opened things up for Odell Beckham Jr. That did not happen. They didn't really develop an identity throughout the entire game, and they missed a bunch of field goals, and it was just a classic Brown shit show. Uh, So, yeah, I think the two main things here is Nick Chubb shitting the bed and the Vikings defense also shitting the bed. So uh, it's a good win for Ben, and I think a lot to build on. And if I'm Courtney, I am not at all thinking that this is going to be – I would not be discouraged. Tom Brady's going to get better. Chubb is already doing better tonight. And Devontae Adams is going to keep having games like this because he's still the only receiver that Aaron Rodgers really can trust. And just Travis Kelsey. So, right there, I think. Great to build on. But, you know, tough loss. Good win for Ben. I, I really think, yeah, just came down to a couple players, really. I guess we're going we're gonna to see that probably in most of these games, aren't we, Mike? I would say so. And um, in reviewing this game, it made me realize I made a mistake. So let's come clean, people. I realized when I was analyzing these most specialist teams, I was looking at the projections and not the actual points for. So we have a two-way tie between Ben and Brandon for 17 points between their kicker and punter. But since Brandon scored more, Brandon is actually the winner of the most specialist teams award this week. So sorry, Grant. Hey, at least you won. That's something. Yeah. And Brandon, you get the most specialist <laughs> teams. A little one-point consolation prize for you. So I think that's there better because the irony is more improved. <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> Sweet mother. So anyways, let's uh, thank you for your analysis, Noah. Let's go on to the third game of the week, which is the Doom Givers versus Gronk's Party Boat. Just looking at this, I you know – What's kind of funny about Kenfield's team is Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. So Miles Sanders, um, I don't think he was active for Sunday, was he? No, he had a hamstring injury that just was bugging him for like two or three weeks, and he did not. Yeah, he was not active. So I'm not entirely sure if he would have won the game for Kenfield because he lost seventy-seven to ninety-four. But you know, it may have kept him out from. Uh, no, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> So, basically, Molly won the Lucky Duck Award because she was the second worst team. No, excuse me. This is Josh. What am I saying? This is Josh. Josh won the Lucky Duck Award because he was the second worst team, but he lost to the worst team. If Kenfield had actually beat Josh, he actually would have surpassed Molly, who scored 95 points, or at least tied her in that regard. So, if Miles Sanders had played, I highly doubt he would have scored 18 or more points. But nevertheless, you never know. It's fantasy football. Anything can happen. So Kenfield's team just kind of shit the bed this week, minus Lamar Jackson, which is kind of what you're expecting. And as you said, Noel, Saquon Barkley did not do nearly as well as people were thinking. He got about two-thirds of the points people were projecting for him. So that's Kenfield's team. But what what went right on Josh's team? For Josh, it's really just a few things. Julio Jones, Daniel Jones, surprise, surprise, uh, the if you watch that Monday night game as crappy as it was, that game was closer than even the score gave uh, looked like. So what you know, words, um, but really, Bills defense and Will Lutz is you know two of the things that would not have got Josh victory here without a defense and a kicker doing fantastic. Because uh, James James Conner got hurt in that game as I 
said in the last podcast, Gronkowski just kind of wasn't himself. So even, you know, I, with all of our high scores from the years past, 24 points for Leo Jones seems low. But, yeah, the, we'll call the Jones brothers plus the defense and the kicker were just key this week. Even an ugly victory is still a victory. So you, you can't uh, you can't fault that. So he'll take it each week if he can get it. Yeah. And, yeah, and his bench looks pretty good too. So I think uh, Josh is trending upwards. There you go. So even though it was, as you said, an ugly win, a win is a win. So who gives a shit? So Grant, 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 Grant. Poor Grant's team last year was just struggling. And this year, as we projected, um, he might actually win his uh, first game of the the week or the, the year. And lo and behold, he won by one tiny little point. But, hey, a win is a win doesn't matter just like they said in what was that racing movie fast and the furious doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile you win and then special effects or something <laughs> so and then make like 20 Boom. more of this same movie <laughs> boo vin diesel so i think it's safe to say that um so what what i i remember i analyzed this this team for him i said wentz zeke and Thomas mm-hmm. could easily score at least 40% of their points. Not exactly what played out because Calvin Ridley put up 34 for him. So he certainly had a good game, uh, Calvin Ridley, that is. So Ridley and Zeke helped him a lot. In fact, Carson Wentz underperformed what he was supposed to. He was projected 18, got 12. But I think the real shocker here is Michael Thomas for two primary reasons. Mm-hmm. Numero uno, projected 20, got four. Numero dos. He's injured. He's injured, Noel. Now, he's out for a couple weeks here, so we'll see exactly how long that is. But it's tough when one of the guys you pick up right off the bat goes down like this. So, Grant, congratulations on your win. I think you're going to have a little bit of a tough uphill battle for the next couple weeks. But if you beat Brandon, hell, that's a reason enough to to pop a champagne cork because it's Brandon. Let's just be honest. It's Brandon. Even by losing, he's still number two in his division. I mean, that's how good Brandon is. He loses, and he's still number two uh, behind the actually the only team that won in the Mountain Division this week. So um, congratulations, Grant. Noel, do you have any comments on this this matchup? Um, Just I'll say a note on Brandon's team here. Check out that bench. Kenny Galladay is injured, but he should be back next week, not this week. Leonard Fournette, you expect at some point they'll let him loose because Tom Brady's going to want to use every weapon he has. And Aaron Rodgers, we'll see if this is a fluke or not, but 30 points right there. Then David Montgomery was coming back off of an injury, so eight points against a, a really a, t- a game where they were down for most of it. So, you know, add Brandon's bench to his starters here, and there were some disappointments. Dak Prescott, Derrick Henry, <laughs> like as you said, he's... Kind of a uh, second half monster, if you will. Uh, so yeah, I uh, good win for Grant. And don't get me wrong, I think Grant's team. You know, once Thomas comes back, obviously there's a lot to like there. But Brandon's team is a Brandon team. And look at that, old man Juju Smith-Schuster got 24 points. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to Molly's game. So boy, did did Larson have a strong week at 138 points. He is the actual leader. He's the only one that won a game in the Mountain Division this week, 1-0. Granted, it's one week out of 12, so no no big deal. But nevertheless, 
every win is important. So congratulations, Matt, on that regard. What what happened, Noel? Why did Molly lose this week? Philip Lindsay got hurt. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, while always being great, uh, didn't have to run, didn't have to pass a lot because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, or Hilaire, depending on how you pronounce it, based on what the pronouncer said, is kind of was the star of that game. Really, just kept running the ball, catching the ball, doing a really good job. Uh, Mari Cooper, meh. Uh, George Kittle got hurt. That's big. Cooper Cup. Essentially, the Rams were playing keep away and just running the ball. Uh, Deontay Johnson, okay. And then from there, really, defense and Butker, really good. It's just that when you have, I mean, you want your starting running back to get more than four points. And you have George Kittle, you expect him to not get eight points. So really, it was just a lot of underperforming on Molly's team that, yes, there's people that are injured, but... You wouldn't have thought that would happen. Like, this game should have been much closer than it was. And uh, tough loss for Molly. But, uh, like, as you said, Larson, or Matt Larson, uh, had some uh, has some good players, too. I mean, 35 points from Josh Jacobs. Bam. Kablamo. Now, let's go on to the last review of week one. And that was Vanessa's team, 150 MVT of the week. To so your game, 102 0. It Not was bad. impressive. It was quite it was, impressive. It was impressive because Vanessa's team, only Evan Ingram, un, like dramatically underperformed expectations. He was supposed to, at least by the the Effentar projections, 11 points. Got two. It's better than a goose egg. It was not great. However, Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, Adam Thielen, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, and even her kicker all scored above their projections, which helped lead her to a 150-point game. I don't want to go too crazy on the speculation here, but that might be one of the highest scores we see all season because I think most games are going to be between 80 and 120 mm-hmm. points. So 150 is just spectacular. So congratulations, and Vanessa, on that. What's pr- pretty cool about this, too, is Chris Carson did not have a good game running the ball per his usual standards. He was amazing as a receiver. And then the second thing for her team is Christian McCaffrey. They were losing that until they lost, but they were losing that entire game, and he still ends up with 27 points. So that shows you, like, that could have been even more if their defense was an absolute trash. He's good at the footballs. And since the defense is absolute trash, this is basically the benchmark for the season. So that's, as I said it on our draft uh, chat as much as she paid for him it was probably still a bargain yeah dude's just amazing so no i'm not going to make you pick apart your own team i'm sure you've done that (laughs) mentally already so let me do it for you let me do it for you so you had a great game by kyler murray i think that you got him for a steal because he right now i mean through one week which is a very small data set is the number five quarterback but i would not surprise if he stays somewhere in that range he may not be like top three but he's easily, easily, I think, going to be top 10 this year. So he did very well for you. But you just, unfortunately, a lot of your other guys just underperformed their expectations. Le'Veon Bell, for example. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he got hurt, didn't he? he did. Yeah. He, he's he on, got the put on the IR. Yeah. So that sucks. So that he got half of the points he was projected. You did have some outperformance here. Like DK Metcalf got you 19 instead of 13 as projection here. But Joey Mixon. 
uh, who <laughs> he's the one that really shit the bed for you. He's projected 14 and got five. I think he was arguably one of the reasons why you lost. Now, again, 102 is not exactly a bad score. It's kind of middle of the road. But honestly, there's not much you could have done unless every person like just shot the moon in their expectations. I mean, because Vanessa has such a great week that, I mean, the next closest score was 138. So she would have beat the next closest person by 12 points. I mean, this she had just such a strong week, Noel. I, I don't even think, you know, you shouldn't be upset by what happened. No, here. no. Yes, you lost, I mean, which is never fun. But at the same time, you're wildly humble. And so you get the sense that it's not necessarily fair, but it's understandable that what happened to you was just what happens in fantasy. So congratulations to you, Vanny. You are Congrats. 1-0, first in Atlantic and first overall in the entire league. Now let's go to, let's take a little peek, peek behind the curtains, Let's look at the preview for this next week. Let's just start with mine because, again, it's at the top of my list because I think I'm pretty sure everyone's scoreboard it sure is. Yeah, starts with their own. So, Noel, just just tell me how I'm going to lose this week. All right, give me a second here to, to load. Oh, God. While you're doing that, I should say I'm last in the Mountain Division. I think I'm last in the Mile High Champions League overall, at least projected-wise. And Vanessa number one. So this is a sibling rivalry of sorts, but at the same time, it's more, again, how badly is Vanessa going to beat me this week, Noel? Not necessarily if she's going to beat me. Well, right off the bat, uh, there's a, I wouldn't say a problem, but last week, Russell Wilson went against what might be one of the worst defenses, not just from personnel-wise, but also injury standpoint, in the Atlanta Falcons. Does not have that luxury this week playing against the New England Patriots, who are familiar with him, if you recall. And Bill Belichick said that he believes he's perhaps the best quarterback playing right now. So that should tell you how much they've been planning on uh, working against him. Um, so that's going to be something to watch. But it is Russell Wilson, who I don't think Bill Belichick is wrong right now, is playing as well as any quarterback around. Uh, Christian McCaffrey playing against a tougher Tampa Bay defense, and it's going to be a little, they're going to be pretty pissed off this week. Um, and then from there, it's, I like, well, and her defense gets to play against the lowly Jets. So I think, Mike, this should be closer. I think the projection is probably more correct as far as Vanessa's team goes. Your team, on the other hand, I don't know what we're going to see as far as Denver's defense. We saw last week they had, Good and bad. Uh, their new corner, AJ, is it Boye? Bowie? Uh, I think me. it's Boye. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, is out this week with a, I believe, injured shoulder. Dalvin Cook should be out for a bigger game, but that indie defense can be tough up front. And then from there, I do like Austin Eckler to bounce back too, just because he has to. That was ridiculous. I also like your pickup of the Chiefs defense because that Los Angeles Chargers offense, they're not going to score a lot of points. What they're going to do is try and not screw up too much because that defense is so good, but they're also going to kind of dink and dunk with Keenan Allen. So, Mike, you're not going to be hurting yourself too much there because I don't think even if they win, it's going to be by scoring a lot of points. It's going to be something where they want to get 16 points and hope they can hold KC to less than that, which they can't. But that's going to be what's going to happen. So, uh, 
Mike, I think I'd like you to hit a bit more than your 105 projection this week, but I like Vanessa to hit her projection, if not a little more as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's a fair assessment. As is always, you've always been fair. You're never uh, biased or anything. Except against um, Brandon. Damn that guy. Well, yeah, Brent, well, Brandon. Brandon, come on. Brandon, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> you're, so damn, <laughs> you're so damn good at this damn game. Um, although, no, I should say you too. I've, I've had some phenomenal success in my life, Champions League. Yeah, both of you. Your name adorns our trophy multiple times. So congratulations to both of you, actually, on your success. <laughs> Let's go on to the next game, actually, which is Grant versus Courtney. Now, we are, Ooh. Noel and I, recording this game Thursday night in the middle of the Battle of Ohio, which is <laughs> the Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals, also Cincinnati. known as the... Who cares, Bull? <laughs> so, it's Courtney is actually up twenty-seven to zero. So Grant has had nobody playing, hence the zero. But Courtney's uh, star running back Nick Chubb was supposed to get thirteen, has already scored twenty-two. Now AJ Green has, you know, it's right now when we're recording, they're just about to enter the fourth quarter. AJ Green has scored five and is projected 13. So he's certainly underperforming. But if you add up the projections, Corny's actually doing better than projected at the beginning of the week. So, Noel, what one factor is going to lead to a win this week? And then who is going to win? Hmm. Man, I think, quite honestly, just Nick Chubb having that big game so far, I think that could put Courtney over the top. Just because 94 yards, and it's still in the third quarter. They have to close this game out. So he could push it up over 30, possibly over 40, because he's right now he's six yards away from that 100-yard mark, which is a good uh, bonus multiplier there. Also, A.J. Green, they're going to get into garbage time here pretty soon, so that five points could jump up. And I think the other thing is looking at Grant's roster apart from the top four and maybe Calvin Ridley if you know Dallas's defenses look better it's it's a little it's a little rough a little rough uh Justin Tucker is a great kicker but that offense is insane so but to your point Mike I think right now it's going to be how believe it or not the battle for Ohio plays out if the Browns just put this away by running the ball and the Bengals keep throwing the ball just to try and get back in it. I think this could be a that could just be a huge boost for two players on Courtney's team. Oh, and Mike, uh, super quick, fun fact here about the Browns and Bengals: the Browns are named for their first coach, Paul Brown, who was unceremoniously fired by the Browns at one point, and a few years later went on to found the Bengals and used essentially all of the same color schemes. The helmets were that exact same color orange, but said bangles on them. So, uh, okay. yeah, it's fun that both of the teams that are essentially both cursed at this point were founded by the exact same person, and the more, uh, we'll call it Joey Buttafuoco-esque bangles were founded as a fuck you to that first team. <laughs> I did not know that, and that's why we have you here, Noel. It's just to inform us all about what the hell's going on in the NFL. Not just now, but in the past as well. Wonderful. 
Thank you. Now let's hop on to the next game, which is Ben versus Josh. Ben is currently up 17 to 0, and those 17 points are all thanks to OBJ, mm-hmm. who had actually what's interesting about his touchdown is that they showed it in slow motion, and he was clearly like not even with with question, he was clearly down at the half yard line. <laughs> like his it was so much so that him dragging his knee at the half yard line pulled his sock down so that when he stood up, you could see a lower sock on his knee than when he started the play because his knee was down. I'm not saying that, you know, they reviewed the play. They, the NFL in New York, and the refs on the field, and they called it a touchdown. But just watching that, you're just like, dokey dokey. It's 2020. Anything goes. Just whatever. Let it fly. So anyways, uh, Ben is winning this game. He is 1-0. He's up seventeen to zero against Josh here. Now his he's projected to win one hundred and ten to one hundred. Noel, will that play out? Um, dang, I think with this projection, yes, but I do like a lot of upside on Josh's team. Uh, Kurt Cousins, if you will, will be looking for a bounce back week. Jonathan Taylor is now rather than a one cog of a three headed monster is now the Probably feature back. Julio Jones against the Dallas defense isn't very good. Yeah, it's... I like Ben to win here a lot, but I think this could be much closer than the projection says. Uh, so that's, that's my two cents here. Very good. I think that... Um, I think this is a toss-up. Even though Ben's winning right now, I think that uh, Josh underperformed last week. I think mm-hmm. he's definitely a 100-plus point team. So let's go on to the next one, which is Brandon versus Kenfield. Two 0-1 teams. Uh, Kenfield has seven points on the night so far, and that is thanks to Cincinnati wide receiver Tyler Boyd, who has scored him a whopping seven points. Brandon has not started anybody, because really, besides maybe Nick Chubb and A.J. Green, do you really want to own anybody on the Bengals no. or the Browns? Besides OBJ, I mean, OBJ has actually had a pretty pretty good night tonight, but, I mean, last year, mm, not so much. Kind of shitty. So, Noel. I'm going to ask you a quick fire question, and I want you to just answer yes or no. Okay. Is Kenfield going to win? No. Is Juju Smith-Schuster old? Yes and no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you son of a bitch. All right. Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley? Who Saquon do you like Barkley. more? Okay. Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson? Who do you like more? Lamar Jackson. This is interesting. Those are really good players that these guys have. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do one last one. Tressway or Joseph Charlton? Uh, They're both projected six. Good to Tressway because at least he was good last year, and they haven't even given a picture to Joseph Charlton. That's true. He is a silhouette as we speak. And Tressway, I mean, the guy's name is Tress. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure if it is. That's short for, like, he was Tress named him? after a street. Wait, I, I don't know that. That that's that's complete <laughs> speculation. According to Josh's name, he is named after a street. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> anyways, all right. Let me let me take a quick break here. I would like to move on to. I want to, I want to ask you one more question, and then I want to comment on the game that's unfolding as we speak. Um, it's been first and goal for the Bengals for the last five plays, I think. <laughs> So the Browns have caused two um, pass interference in the end zone. So yes. I think they might get a whole new set of downs here. At any rate, so Noel, 
again, quick fire question. Spartans, doom givers. Who's going to win? Brandon. They're Spartans. Boom. Let's move on to your game. So you have the Rams versus the Warriors. You are up 11 points to zero because of Joey Mixon is scoring 11 to his projected 13. <laughs> Not bad. I mean, if you kind of just extrapolate that out, we've got one more quarter. He should at least perform in line with expectations, if not exceed it. So I know as just kind of pro forma tradition, we don't analyze our own teams. So let me know. Allow you to take a breather, grab a drink, just relax, stretch out, start a fire, hopefully in a fireplace. Yeah. And oh. let me uh, <laughs> let me just uh, analyze this. reveal. Oh, oh, shit. Gender reveal. So, uh, but by the way, when whenever that ultimately happens between you and Julia, uh, do a gender reveal. Just do not set not uh, Washington on fire, please. <laughs> that would be wonderful for all of us and for Washington, the state of Washington. So I think just looking at everything here, ESPN is projecting the Rams to win. When I look at your game, I see a lot to like on both sides, but I see a lot to dislike in uh, Larson's, I should say, Matt Larson's quarterback position. I'm not the biggest fan of Josh Allen. He had a really good week last week. Really good week. He had 27 points last week. But I can't tell at this point in the season, and more importantly, this point of his career, is that an outlier statistically? Or is that something that he should consistently do? And what I really like about Larson's team is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mostly because I can never remember how to say his name. Those three words I often mix up. I call him Edwards Clyde Hilaire. I call him Ed Hilaire Clyde. I just can't get it right. So I like him. I like watching him so I can figure out how the hell to say his name. He is also explosive to watch. That entire offense is a lot of fun to watch. And I know it's kind of blasphemous saying that with another AFC West team. But he is. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is just really exciting to watch for as young as he is. So I think he's going to do well, and especially relative to Joe Mixon, unless he kind of takes off here in the fourth quarter of this <laughs> night. I, I just see him outperforming. So overall, I think this game is going to be close. Right now, it's projected 111 to 104. You are projected to lose, Noel. That might be the outcome. But I think your game is going to come down to one or two points. So I think Larson is going to win but it's not going to be by the spread right now of seven points, which if you figure our average game is between, you know, five and 7% of somebody's overall score relative to other years, it was like, I don't know, 1% might've seemed like. So I think that this is going to be a close one. It's going to be real close unless Joey Mixon scores a touchdown. Then I think Larson is going to win, but it is going to be um, a lot closer game than seven points. Let me ask you, in your defense, because in an American justice system, you are innocent until proven guilty. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Oh, uh, for myself? and eh, not really. Uh, I I think Larson's going to win here because, uh, like as you said about Josh Allen, I don't know if it's an outlier. Like, his passing game comes and goes, but he runs the ball well. But I did like something I saw this week that said... <laughs> that Josh Allen is a fumbling artiste in that he finds new and interesting ways to fumble every week. And that's not a negative. That is quite entertaining, so I appreciate that. Um, really, the only... It, it's on here, obviously, with a red Q question mark, I think, for this week, for Matt Larson, is Chris Godwin. 
and say he can't go, look at Larson's bench. He's got options. So, yeah, I think this is Larson's game to uh, to lose. Or your game to win. <laughs> I don't think that's a parlance that I knew how to use or is actually a thing that I said last week. I don't think it is a thing, but here we are as <laughs> trendsetters, Noel. Let's just go with it. Let's look at the last game. We have Nick Vale's Space Force against Molly's really cool logo, Decky Chark. So this is interesting. Hmm. Molly Ooh. is projected to get destroyed this week. Like 108 to 80. She's projected to score not even less than 100, like significantly less Oof. than 100. So that just sucks. Now her punter, you know, has <laughs> got... Got, we had a whole big three points there, so, you know, that's helping. But that's but a good no, start. The punter for you know, the Bengals is a good idea. That's, I, that's It is a good, good idea. idea because <laughs> any team that's, you know, a sub-500 team like the Bengals, like the Browns, <laughs> like the Jaguars, you think they're going to punt a lot, so you're giving your punter a lot of opportunity to get it within the 10, to get it within the 20, to get those points that really will help, hopefully, propel your team to victory. Not exactly Molly's case tonight, but Noel, what do you think could make Molly win this game, number one? And then number two, who do you think will win this game? J.K. Dobbins, because it's kind of a wild card. He got more carries last week than any other running back in that backfield, and he is as reliable as Mark Ingram is. J.K. Dobbins is much more explosive. So J.K. Dobbins, I think, is the key for Molly Unfortunately, I think this week making it more competitive, but I have a hard time seeing Nick lose this game just based on who he's starting right now. And, Mike, you've had Tyreek Hill before. You know that even when he has kind of a down game, he's always one catch away from getting 20 points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think, I think unfortunately for Molly, I think she'll do better than the projection, but so will Nick, and I don't think the difference will be enough for Molly to overcome that. Agreed. I think it's uh, unfortunately. I think this one's a foregone conclusion. The projections are 100% correct on this one. I think Nick's going 2-0, and and Molly's going 0-2. and So that wraps up our preview for the week. I think we are all good here, Noel. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up tonight, chat about tonight? Yep, I think... We've said it all there is to be said this evening, apart from that. Uh, for those of you that are Browns fans, which isn't anybody, um, but no, for those of you that are Ben and have OBJ on your team, this is what you want to see week in and week out, is the, the Browns quite literally running their offense through the run game, which will open up OBJ and Jarvis Landry, whoever has him. However... The Browns will not always play against their Joey Buttafuoco rival in Cincinnati, so keep that in mind going forward. There you go. Uh, the person who owns, well, has, owns sounds wrong. <laughs> it does. The person who has Jarvis Landry is me. I have him, and he's right in my, my bench right now. So I didn't feel like he was going to do well, and so far, OBJ has dominated the night, which is yeah. very contra 2019 where Jarvis Landry was the star and OBJ was there to just be like, you're so cool, Jarvis. I wish I could catch a ball every now and again. We're friends and we went to school together. Yay. I didn't realize how many Browns I had on my team. (laughs) I have three. 
I have three. I have Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, which I did not realize was on the Browns until Courtney told me earlier tonight, and Austin Hooper, who I actually have. I kept him. I actually picked up a brand new tight end, Dallas Godert. Yeah, we never figured out last year. So, um, yeah, anyways, I, I, I don't know why I have so many Browns on my team. I guess I like losing. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's that's it. So, I think we've picked on everything. We've, we've picked everything we want to. Noel, is there anything else you want to chat about tonight, or should we uh, send these people along their way? Let's take it out. Words are. So, the words are, let's go. <laughs> All right, Noel, send us down. Go! Go, Brown. All right, thank you, everyone. Have a good night.